Winning. Yeah. We'll we'll do that. We'll do that. And let's just make sure Matt's cat doesn't, you know, fly off. Oh don't worry, she's at the foot of the stairs now. <laughs> I don't know where the other one is. Ah, uh, it'll just pop up on the it'll pop up on top of your computer and just go, Hello <laughs> Like Mrs. Oh, no, very nasty habit of sliding into stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is the Immaterial Gamers podcast, which doesn't currently have a name yet. And if you thought I was actually joking that that wasn't the name, then uh, you're wrong. This podcast is being recorded on the 12th of August in the year of Someone's Lord 2018, in a week where we've had sunshine and rain and everything in between and other stuff. Shall we get round to introductions at some point? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Introductions. So I've actually managed to increase the amount of people I've had on a podcast over one week. So we've now got three people. So first up, we've got a Canadian. He's our Canadian. Well, he's one of two of our Canadians. He goes by the name Jeff Vader, but everyone else calls him Duncan. Hello, I'm Duncan. I'm from Canada. I'm the new kid in town. Yeah, new kid and is indeed from Canada. Uh, a second, we've got my uh, good old partner in crime, co-founder of Immaterial Gamers, and a janitor's best friend. It's Mott Bucket. It's Matt. Oh, hi. Hi there. It is oh. me. Your fearless uh, leader. Uh, co. Co-leader, yes. Exactly. <laughs> Both of those words, uh, fearless co-leader. and leader, are debatable. <laughs> hey! And third... We've got the guy that we all know as Darius, but everyone else knows as Darius. Hello, everyone. That's uh, a solid, uh, solid screen here. Yeah, this is always good. You know, this is just the easiest thing to do in, in role-playing games. If I don't have to think of a name and everyone else knows me or something, and if it's a good enough name to actually use exactly. anyway. Exactly. Yeah. That's my point of view. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Same order of business as last week. We'll go through some games that we've been playing. We'll have a look at some gaming news. And possibly other business at the end. Because I went through all the new releases last week. And didn't think about that. But, uh, yeah. We'll go for it. So, who wants to go first with what they've been playing? Uh, well, since I wasn't here last time, I guess I might as well update it. Uh, people on what I've been doing. I uh, haven't played a whole lot of games recently, mostly because I was in uh, RTX last week, which is why I missed the first episode. Uh, but if I'm going to include things from before and after RTX, uh, I've been playing... Yeah. Uh, mostly I've been playing a lot of Ark with uh, Stefan, who was on last time. Uh, we're currently trying to do a quote-unquote speed run through the game, where we try to get through the, all the bosses on all the maps. Uh, we've been playing for about a month and we still have not summoned the first boss, so that gives you an idea of how fast a uh, game arc is. Yeah, I was about to say, this this, this speed run um, seems to be going... Well, I'd, I'd say in terms of art, that's probably actually going pretty well. Um, do you have plans to tell your offspring this story once it's all said and done? I uh, I'm, I may do. Uh, we, we'll probably still be in the middle of it, to be perfectly honest. I may actually have to hire a babysitter to uh, take care of the kids while we work on uh, the last couple bosses. <laughs> oh yes 
I remember the day when we went from Island 1 to Island 2 and I went and picked up a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I have no idea if that's even possible, actually. Is it possible? Uh, I don't think you can actually pick up a Tyrannosaurus Rex. You can tame them just fine, but I don't think anything can actually, like, lift them. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so you say you've had Ark. Yeah. And we, so we, we, we all know that. Yeah. Survival game. Just like every other survival game, except it's got dinosaurs. And that actually is its unique selling point, would you say? Uh, its unique selling points include dinosaurs, obvious, and also yep. the fact that you, if you don't play the game with, uh, if you don't play the game with any modifications, you legitimately need like a hundred people in different time zones to actually play it, because some things require like hours or even days of taming on at like real time speeds. So we've uh, heavily modified our server so that things move much more quickly than normal. It's removed some of the challenge, but, eh, you know. And you still haven't beat the first boss. Yeah, you know, it's actually legitimately gotten to a point where, like, uh, I would I get on, and I'm like, yeah, I want to play Ark. And then I get on, and I'm like, oh, wait, no, actually, I just want to beat the boss. So then I tell Stefan, it's like, hey, Stefan, let's fight the boss. And then he's like, okay, let's fight the boss. Oh wait, we need to do these seven things first. I'm like, okay, well you do that while I run in a circle and uh, wait for you, us to summon the boss. <laughs> uh, running in a circle, the Spirograph was always the best toy in the nineties. Uh, God, I now feel old. <laughs> oh, well, I'll just shake that thought out of my head. Okay, what else do you got? Uh, let's see, what else have I been up to? Uh, I've also just recently, like the last two days, for some reason, I've decided I wanted to play Civilization Five some more. Uh, just by myself. I usually play that with Stefan, actually, but uh, I recently decided to want to play it by myself. Mm. It's like the ultimate power fantasy game, you know, where it's just like, it's like I can have all the culture and all the military and all the religion and just do whatever I want, basically. I play the game completely wrong, of course. You're really supposed to focus on, like, one type of victory, but, like, I make very slow progress towards all the victory, which makes the game last, like, nine times longer, but it's way more fun that way. It's always it's always a good one. Um, I just I just know that there's always two things I've had when I've ever played Civilization. Is uh, number one, I have never finished a game. Mm -hmm. There's Yay. just something about it. It's just you know you you play and you get your mates to play it. Everything's great, and then you realise that you were the idiot that set it to the marathon setting. So it means it's just going to go on for years. So it's just you know one of those things. But it's always fun starting fifteen new games over your like ten year lifespan. Yeah, I know okay. And the second Yeah. And the second thing I've got on that is uh fuck Gandhi. Oh yeah, actually I'm playing I'm playing Gandhi right now. Oh. Yeah, uh so far I've only been involved in one war. Uh I took two of Germany's cities, uh and then he decided to be my friend after that. Oh, that's actually quite a good way to go. I just remember all the all the memes and the jokes about Gandhi and Civ five and just the the fact that he would sit there and offer his peace, and then would do the most unpassivist thing ever, and just get the nukes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just just the way. You know, I hope we come to peace and understanding. Right now, let me take your country before uh, I make it winter. Yeah, it's kind of like, I'm, in a way, I'm almost glad that I got Gandhi because that's like I that just got that guy randomly. But uh, mm. I'm kind of glad that I got him because I didn't really want to have to deal with uh, the nukes from an from an AI. <laughs> 
the bre- the brutal dictator El Gandhi. Mm-hmm. Gandhius Maximus. <laughs> but to, but to your point about never fi- about never finishing a game, I too I have only ever finished games that were timed. I've never actually fulfilled a win condition other than uh, time. Mm. It's just there's so much to do, and you want to do it all. And I know, you, like like you said, you're just you know trying to narrow down one role. Yeah, it's like I, I try. It's, it's like I sit down to say like, oh, I'm gonna do a military conquest. I'm gonna do a quick game where I just kill all the other players and win automatically but then i'm like oh but culture buildings are nice and uh, i need to set up my production and oh having a strong economy is important because taking on extra cities makes it can be expensive and uh, and then by the end of it i'm just like wait what am i doing i don't i have two military units and i don't know what i'm doing anymore <laughs> yeah oh uh, just just have an i always used to just say that I, I do this with all 4x games though is i'll just sit there i i know i suck in strategy and military planning so i'll just sit there and just want to be everyone's friends while i let my science you know just build up in the background like i say never see the fruits of my labor because i never finish a bloody game so while we've uh, been discussing civ 5 there's been a marathon game going on in the back matt what have you been playing well for the most part i've been playing endless space 2 which is oh. essentially Civ Five in space. Yeah, more <laughs> for I too have not finished the game yet. <laughs> Isn't there an actual Civ Five in space though? Yes, there is. Uh, <laughs> it is Civ is, Five. Uh, it's is, not Civ Five. Mm. It's not Civilization Alpha Centauri or something like that, isn't it? Not quite. New well, Horizons kind of, or some Beyond Earth. Beyond Earth. That's the one. That sounds right. I know it was some generic. Space subtitle. Yeah, Twitch is another 4X game I've yet to finish. Yep. But uh, no, I've been testing out the new DLC for Endless Space uh, Supremacy, which adds the uh, oh so fantastic Hisho to the game. Um, they had a nice new mechanic in where they don't really care about happiness because they're all on a bound lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> and have something called key, not spelt K E Y or K uh, Q U A Y, but K E I, which bugger knows why they came up with that spelling. But there you go. Um, which is also one of your main resources and is an absolute pain in the ass to manage. Because to gain more quickly, you have to get into battles. To get into battles, you need to build ships. To build ships quickly, you need to colonize to colonize you need to spend key and when you spend key your people become less loyal and then shit hits the fan yeah worst sort of resource management this was this was the thing with endless space wasn't it so the 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 core mechanic that they used to determine what sort of resources you had was fits Yes. In the first endless space, which was what was that? Is that food industry science or food industry dust science? Yes. And then endless space two comes out, and then they decided to go well. well let's make it fidzy. Yes, fidzy. Which added influence, was it, yeah. to the end of that? Well, um, there's your yeah influence. It's basically you use it for your diplomacy and that. Mm. And. Uh, whether or not you can actually ask for a peace treaty. If you don't have enough influence, no peace, no peace, you're screwed. Unless, of course, you're a warlike faction and really don't give a damn. 
Yeah. And then you can start the game from the new. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the same same goes as every 4X game. I know it's you know it's worth mentioning, you know, that every 4X game seems to do the same thing in its own unique way, but still. All, the common ground with all 4X games is you will find it hard to finish a game. Too hard sometimes. Especially yeah. when one thing goes wrong and you think, oh, I can't be bothered going back several turns to fix it, so fuck it. New game! I yep. would do it correctly and then do the same bloody mistake. Oh, that brings us, I think that brings us back to our old 4X uh, exploits with um, Sword in the Stars. Or Sword of the Stars, isn't it? Yes, Sword of the Stars. Yeah. We're not going to mention its uh, sequel because that's just a disaster. What sequel? There was only one. There was only ever the one game, and yes. it's expansions. Yes. And and uh, two words that would always kill a session every time we played it: AI rebellion. Well, I kind of enjoyed the AI, AI rebellions. <clears throat> eh. It's just sometimes just a bit annoying. Oh, we're playing this five-player game. Oh no, who's this sixth player? Oh look, someone's AI rebelled. It's just another faction to go lay down some hurt on without causing any diplomatic distress. Hi for one, welcome our new AI overlords. Ah yes, yes, firmware upgrade please. Right. What else have you got? Um, well, I've been trying out this hunt as well, this hunt showdown, while it's been on a free weekend. And mm. uh, I've got to say, it's, it's, it's not bad. Considering it's uh, pretty early on in its development, it's got one map, two bosses. Uh, I say two bosses, is four different ways you could do it. You could do one boss, the other boss, both bosses are random. Mm. Um, so you, you come up against eight to nine other hunters, bounty hunters, for these contracts uh, you can either be on your own or in a team hence eight or nine other hunters and your task is to collect your contract on whichever boss you want if you picked the butcher boss you have to go complete the bounty on the butcher before everyone else does now the the main issue is it's a mix of PvE and PvP so <laughs> the other eight nine hunters are going to murder you if you go for their bounty and they're nearby mm. so the key is to get there first and get out first now there's a lot of obstacles in the way now there's this different terrain types it could be daytime nighttime or foggy i think the butcher is a daytime mission unless you do both where it's a nighttime and there are the undead are everywhere you've got your bog standard cleave wielding nut jobs which Pretty, pretty basics. You've got your fire wielding ones, which are say similar, but will torture you. And when you're on fire, it's not pleasant. Trust me, I know. Uh, you've got the hives, which are lopsided lunatics that send a horde of angry locusts at you, which are not pleasant. Uh, you've got your big buggers, which are slow but hurt. And you've got yep. this weird armored guy that's dead skinny, but he wears like what looks like half a beehive on his shoulders and a skirt and he's pretty clumsy too but you would not like those claws in your in your shins God, I'm just thinking of just a guy with half a beehive yeah that's the closest thing I can describe to it I don't really understand what he's wearing 
There's no bees or anything. He just ambles around moaning at people. Um. But you've got... The only other enemies that we've discovered so far are hellhounds as well, which aren't particularly tough, but they hurt and they're pretty fast. So they're your your baddies. And every single one of them is really bloody loud if you set them off, which triggers your location for other hunters. Mm -hmm. So you want to avoid them. But you've got other land obstacles as well. You've got broken glass tin cans, you've got dangly tin cans on doorways uh, you run through water, you make quite a loud splash, you've mm. got dead horses on the ground, if it's twitching, don't go near it because it kicks off, does the whole neighing issue. Can you beat a dead horse? You can shoot a dead horse Oh, even better. You try and beat it, it's going to kick off <laughs> <laughs> I just, just pictured the ill idea of that. It's already dying um yeah, it's already dying. Let's beat it. And the only other one is the crows. And the crows, if they see you nearby, they'll start making a racket. And if you go too close, they fly off. And they fly off. That's a dead giveaway as to someone's around that area. Yeah. So. Are, are any of the crows called Russell? <laughs> I could call one Russell. Fair enough. I'll go brown one. So, yeah, it's, it's been pretty interesting. It's much better as a team, but um, like we took on the spider boss and some poor guy had beat everyone to it. Mm. Um, and he banished it. You have to banish it first, so it gives a timer and everyone can see where you are, so you've got to try and defend your, your bounty. And the poor bugger was trying to defend it on his own and both me and Adam had snuck up on him and he was not looking in our direction. He was looking the opposite direction. And oh, uh, no. yeah. so you didn't even see I was watching coming. him and I said to Adam, right, he, he's looking that way. He's like, right, where is he? I said, he's right in front of you. He just walked through the door. He's there. And instead of knifing him, he shot him with a loud shotgun. Oh, so we had to grab the bounty and run at this point. Which, once you get your bounty, you get this little night vision thing. You can see the other hunters for a short period of time, which is yeah. really useful. But it's also really short range. <laughs> so, yeah. It's good, though. Um, it's on sale at the moment. Um, mm. Not entirely sure for how long, but... If it's anything it's... like the free weekends, it's usually for the duration of yeah. the weekend. It's on sale for another 24 hours. It's down to £20.79. It's not bad. I might actually pick it up myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Investigate, it's good. Fair dues. Right, so we've got those, uh, we've got two people down, two more to go. Darius, what have you been up to, my friend? Well, let's go back to the issue uh, with resetting the games every now and then when something goes wrong. XCOM 2. Ah, yes. XCOM 2. My my favourite and hated friend. Exactly. Same same thing here. Uh, the game can be really, you know, frustrating at some points, but on the other hand, you can really enjoy it when you're hitting, you know, the headshots on the mm-hmm. aliens. So yeah, that's what I've been doing, trying to complete the campaign for the third time. No luck so far. Oh. Um, apart from mm-hmm. this, I've been playing Heroes of the Storm. 
Oh, Heroes ah. of the Storm. I didn't know you played that. We should play sometime. Uh, well, I kind of like, I have like phases. Let's say I'm playing it for a month, then I'm quitting it for like a month or two. Mm. Uh, and right now I'm came back to it after a big huge revamps. Uh, the characters has changed so much that I basically have to learn every single one of them from the beginning. Hmm. Which, uh, yeah. which is it a little bit frustrating because I'm going into the game, I think I know what I'm doing, and five minutes later, right, nothing is working. So, yeah, that's that. Uh, and on top of these two games, I have a new game called Vampire. Oh uh, yeah, I saw saw that around the uh, the Steam store. Saw a couple of videos yeah. on sort of the gameplay of it. How is that going? Um, well, actually, that depends what you're expecting. I didn't expect expect much from the beginning, so for me, it's a really nice game. Mm. But I think from the um, information which I got beforehand was like they trying to the, the selling point was fighting a lot of action. Yeah, there is not so much of it in the game. It's more, it's you've got more story in the game, more like in Tay game, let's say. Mm. So you've got lots of the story in it, and sometimes you do fighting. Yeah, and I did, I did see that actually from like the, the videos I watched. It was just a case of, is a lot more conversational. Yes, it is. Sort of dialogue heavy, than sort of other games of its type. So the the the, the videos which I saw beforehand they were mm. mainly focused on action so see yeah you've got maybe better better perception of the game than me uh, but yeah I'm enjoying the game it can be really hard especially if you're trying to be a good guy mm. you are a good vampire who trying not to kill people uh, and killing people gives you, gives you a lot of experience which you can invest in your, um, you know, special perks, etc. Yeah. So if you're trying to stay good, you're screwed. Literally. <laughs> Just like real life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I guess. I guess good guys don't get don't get high follower counts and become, you know, top leaders in governments. That's I, I find this new good vampire thing such a weird thing. It's like vampires were bad guys for like a hundred years and now everyone's a good vampire and I was like we don't eat humans we only eat pigs well you, you can you have you have the choice you have the choice it's all it's up to you whether you want to you know suck the whole town yeah or, or not uh, but kind of the key for this game I think is to main because you have to also maintain uh, the wealth of the town Mm. So if you maintain it really good, you're doing a really good job at it, then yes, you, you can think, okay, I'm doing really good on this, so I can kill two people to get more experience. Oh, so that's kind of like you're like, oh, I, you know, I ate chicken and asparagus for dinner, so I'm going to have an Oreo for dessert, because I ironed it. Yeah, that, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what the feel of the game is, and I kind of like it. But still, I'm trying to be a good vampire at this at this playthrough. I'm still not finished the game. I think I'm like 70% into it. Okay. Darius uh, is a good vampire. Yeah. Well, trying to. I killed one person so far. <laughs> Ethical blood sucking. It's the way to go. 
yeah. And yeah, that's my three games which I've been playing recently. Fair dues. There we go. Well, um, well it comes around to me, and uh, yeah, I've been playing more WoW uh, so far, so first podcast. Um, I've also been getting back into playing Mafia 3. I played Ooh, a little bit of it Plus? on the... Sorry? PlayStation Plus? Uh, indeed, PlayStation Plus. Uh, it was on there. You know, a free game is a good game, no matter how... But it is. <laughs> you know, in any way you look at it, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I'm, well, I'm playing it. I'm still encountering the same problem I had when I was on the PC, really, is that it really grips you in the story right at the beginning third of the game and then the moment it becomes the revenge tale just the, the core gameplay loop is just repetitive find a find a, a racket dismantle it from the inside kill or capture a dude repeat and I know that I get to a point where sort of two thirds in right now you have to sit there and worry about who or which members of the mafia you're going to give the recently taken over bits too but it's still the same and I know I'm probably again not going to finish it but I'll try yeah I heard not so good things about Mafia 3 a lot of people complain about it yeah it's just I think I think compared to the other two Mafia games which did follow the story of a character through their insertion into this underworld lifestyle and then how they deal with it going forward it was you know it was great when you kind of get that all out of the way in the first third of the game and then you're told right go take over it just sort of reeks of rushed storytelling to be honest but you know might finish it it might blow me away with a revelation in the storyline but I doubt it and the other thing I've been playing particularly over the past couple of days is a game called Dauntless which is basically, do you like an independent version of the Monster Hunter World game? I have never played Monster Hunter. Oh, well, that's not true. I played about 20 minutes of it on the 3DS uh, with my friend Jacob. Uh, mm. That's I sure. I hope that's not like representative of the series as a whole. I I don't like that at all. Uh, for some reason, they decided that this game that's going to be this like fluid action RPG uh, is they decided that they're not going to have like a camera lock feature instead they're just going to have a camera snap feature where you know you push a button and it points you in the direction of the enemy but the moment the enemy moves like you're just free freestyling again and it's just like you know the enemies are constantly moving your attacks are kind of slow depending on your weapons your hitbox is not as large as you would hope it to be it's it's just not it's just not intuitive Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know it's funny you actually say that because it seems to be the design f- philosophy that is indicative of all these monster hunting games. Because Dauntless is exactly the same. You, you know, it is a case of grab some ingredients with a party of people, track down and kill a giant monster. And again, yeah, it's the same. It's like we'll give you oversized weaponry to give you the feeling of taking on a big creature, but. It's lumbery, uh, you know, it's lumbering weapons, with the exception in Dauntless of a pair of like chain blades. So it's just like mini scythes. It's the one really fast weapon in a game of big, beefy, bludgeoning, slicey stuff. Can you lock onto enemies? 
Now this is this is this is why I say that sort of the design problem is indicative of the sort of genre of games because again it's the same thing. You push one key, which in in the game is unbound. It's just like the all it's binding is the R key, and yeah, you'll just snap focus on the big mob. But again, like you say, the moment you the moment it sidesteps out of the way or you have to dodge, you've lost focus of the creature again. Ugh. And and I know that probably the justification of this is is to try and just make sure that your character's you know not derply walking to and from a mob and then just getting hit all the time. It just needs a bit of improvement. I mean, I mean with Dauntless itself is you know it's got the, the sort of the, the monster hunting parts down. Is in it is a an independent project though. It's from a company called Phoenix Labs. Currently, uh, early access, isn't it? Yeah, so it's in its it's in its open beta phase now. Um, I did give it another shot, or I did give it another try of it a few months back when it was in a uh, closed alpha state. Um, but yeah, it's it's improved a lot since then. Well, I Boys. suppose you could always suggest that they put in a extra toggle key to focus on. The mm. behemoth in question, but personally, I, I, I wouldn't like to be locked onto the boss because I have a horrible habit of not being aware of what's behind me, and I more, would more than once fall off a cliff. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. I guess <clears throat> sort of the the contrasting opinion to that for these for these types of games is you don't want to be in a fixed position. You come yeah. up against creatures that. Especially in you know in Monster Hunter and Dauntless in general, they yeah they have set attack patterns, but they're generally a bit unstable, yeah. erratic. You you don't want to be in a situation where you can just like I say dirtle up to it and just go, "Hi, I'm going to swing a sword at you." But yeah, it, maybe maybe giving people the option is yeah. Well, this this is where a separate toggle button would be useful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you compare it to, like, another, like, 3D action uh, game, kind of, you know, like Kingdom Hearts, for example, you know, they have that lock-on feature, but in addition to the lock-on feature, they also have kind of, like, a soft lock, where, like, if you're kind of pointing in the direction of the enemy, uh, you'll get, like, a soft lock, where you'll kind well, you'll kind of be directed towards the enemy as you attack, but, like, as soon as they move out of the way, or you move too, or, like, you know, too strongly, you'll, you'll break lock, and you can, you're free again and then you have the option to hard lock onto that enemy which tracks them until they like teleport or become intangible or something like that i think yeah. that would you know that's a good way of handling the 3d action game but you know that's just my opinion yeah no no it's yeah like i say it's a sort of design that you should be you should be looking to design for you know a, a big audience you know, i know there's like you don't want to do the jack of all trades and every money but yeah, give give people choice and like actual choice, not loot box choice. But yeah, um, other than those two games, and WoW, which I don't really think counts as a game anymore. It's just more of a uh, a choice. It's a way of life, damn it. Yes, a way of life, which you know that way of life is going to change a little bit in what, four days' time. Three, four, three. Is that the new expansion yeah. that's coming out? It is. Yeah, it is indeed. Battle for Razoroth. Oh shit, my clear. We finally annihilate the Alliance. Yeah, and the, and the Alliance try to annihilate the Horde. 
I say try. Horde is eternal. Horde we are is Horde. Life. For the Horde. And all that business. Right, that looks to be a lot of games that we've discussed and nearly two-thirds of the podcast discussed on them. So let's have a look at a couple of pieces of gaming-related news. And the big one was the one that happened this week. (laughs) Uh, What it's like to be a big games media publication and not realising that one of the writers that you've hired is a big plagiarising cockend. Yeah, I read about that article. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah, so this is the news that gaming website IGN had had to take down a review of a video game uh, by a YouTuber become journalist um, due to the fact that it shared striking similarities with a smaller YouTuber's review of the game to a point where it was almost word for word. Yeah, it's like, you know, uh, one guy, I, I read about the article and I, I saw some comments that were like, uh, you know, you can't really prove that it's plagiarism based on this one thing because it's like, there's a lot of generic language. It's hard to really pin it down. But it's like, even if you ignore like the coincidences for like the one review that was like the headliner of the article, it's like they also mm-hmm. pulled up a bunch of other instances with the same writer had also like copied other reviews and similarly similar languages used but also similarly like like definitely they're all essentially i'm saying that they're all made in very much the same style or it's like yeah you know it's like a slight alteration of the original dog it's like okay you can do that one time on a game that has you know where there's not much to say about this game and you know not it's not necessarily plagiarism at that point but when you have a record of doing similarly copy-ish reviews it's like okay there's clearly something going on here yeah exactly i mean that was that was the thing wasn't it so there was the first one for the game dead cells which you know there was this the reviewer by the name of oh i'm gonna get this so wrong philip mucin mucin philip yeah and you know this was almost taken point for point from a youtube channel called boomstick gaming which, when I Which heard that, I, th- I thought that was, like, Boomstick from, like, the Screw Attack Death Battle show. I was like, I was like wow, they, he does game reviews now. That's neat. I yeah, was like, nah. no, no, just a, totally just unrelated. find that the guy's a, yeah, a completely unrelated person, but also with an awesome name of a channel. Um, who has actually, as, you know, the, the irony of this is that by, you know, him trying to explain to people why this guy had copied all his work. He's now got a hell of a lot more subscribers on YouTube since, so I guess, yeah. I guess that's a Weed out the shit. That worked for him. Bring out the diamonds. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, the fact that... So this this had happened, and then a second review come up where the guy was reviewing... the Philip was reviewing um, FIFA 18, and um, Nintendo Life had come up and gone, um, you're copying our work. The the, the guy seems to have had a track record of doing it. Calls out a Kotaku journalist on it, saying, "Well, if you can, if you can find some evidence, you know, pull it out there." Within hours, hold my beer. (laughs) Yep, it was. It was a proper hold my beer moment because within hours, someone had tipped off to him that there was a third review. Um, The game eludes me, but yeah, again. 
almost word for word. And I think it was someone in the comments section of Kotaku who had turned around and said, yeah, it's almost like the guy had just decided, right, that's a nice paragraph. I'm just going to change a few of the words around and please just wait a minute while I get a thesaurus. <laughs> Google, what other words can I use for this? Yeah. I like that one. It's a long word. We'll put that in. Yeah, al alternative words for my it's literally the kind of thing you would do in like high school or college and like you borrow your notes off of a friend or classmate yeah. and then you just change some words around uh, except that you do it without their permission and you make money for doing it so yeah yeah <laughs> you know is the, the the you know the awkward situation of yeah trying to you know having to justify the fact that you are a massive cheat to which he did what a lot of people who get caught these days do, and that's release a, a non-pology video. Mm. Oh, was there was there an update of him actually like releasing a statement? The uh, the article had said I thought the article had said that he hadn't released a statement, but he's got something now. Yeah, no, yeah, no, he did. He did a monetized video. Um, oh, good. Which was uh, which was an apology in giant finger quotes. And that's when he called out. Um, I'm going to get this guy's name wrong again. The Kotaku guy, Jason Jason Shreer. Um, called him out and said, "Yeah, try and find evidence of me, you know, plagiarizing," which they did. And now the review's gone. Uh, the video's now gone down. So yeah, I think nice they've to see that works out well. Original review on their site as well, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they had to. They had to take that down. I think they've either redone it or are in the process of redoing it with mm. someone with a bit more. Um, what's the word? Respect. <laughs> Originality. Yeah, yeah. Respect for the medium. Yeah. Credibility. There we go. Gone are the days where you could do your assignment in the back of a taxi on your way to said place. Yeah. Uh, on that note, I'm not entirely sure how this monetization works and if you are allowed to do what I'm going to say. So, for example, yes, if you're writing a review, fair enough. Yeah. And if you are using some somebody else's work, can you just can quote it uh, based on based on IGN review and it's like would it's like, that fix the problem it's like yes. it, i mean you kind of it's like citations are always good you know going back to the source is always good generally speaking it's considered proper etiquette to you know ask the person if you can use their material or quote them in a review you know as long as you have some kind of citation back to the original it's usually okay but you know it's it's generally professional courtesy where it's like if you're going to use this person's idea or or intellectual property of any kind whether it's a review or whatever you know it's good to be like hey i liked your thing i like the way you said this uh, i probably couldn't have said it by myself hey why don't can i uh use this in my review i'll, I'll give you credit give you a shout out whatever you know yeah, yeah. Which, you know, which is the complete opposite to what he actually did do, which is basically go, oh, shiny, that looks like a nice review. Uh, he forgot to do his Harvard referencing. Yeah, Harvard referencing. He forgot to do any referencing. Yeah, you know, it, this, whole, this whole thing is like, I, I always, I'm afraid of having my friend Jacob involved in this <clears throat> series at all, because... I always get, I'm always afraid that he secretly uses uh, people's reviews in the same way that this guy does. Mm. I I he I don't know he he is he's the kind of person who would like, and this is okay in just a regular conversation between two people, 
but like he's the kind of person who like reads an article or two articles and like his opinion then becomes the opinion of that article and like he'll like use language in those articles <laughs> to like help explain his opinion yeah and it's like he tries to do this secretly using sources the unknown but every once in a while mm. i'll like find his source you know like i'll figure out where he's getting this information and i'll like read it or listen to it i'm like oh yeah that's exactly what jacob said that's not an original opinion at all yeah uh, we, we we kind of have that with uh with the uk tabloids that you can really wipe your ass on half the time but it's just when someone says in a in a, in a media piece an anonymous source i don't like it but um yeah so we'll try our best to not plagiarize anything in fact really want to intend on doing that but uh speaking of other news uh or taking stuff from other news and adding our own spin on it particularly in terms of bike riding who heard about the story of the Taiwanese granddad who plays 11 versions of Pokemon Go on his phone at I, the same time? I had a chance to read that article before we uh, started the, the podcast and uh, uh, I have mixed opinions on this <laughs> <laughs> on one hand oh my god man. on one hand it's kind of like oh this is really cool that this old grandpa guy is really into this Pokemon Go that's kind of a cute story uh, the article does just barely graze over the part where it mentions that he spends uh, like about $1,300 US equivalent on this game every month and it's like it just it's like one sentence mention is like okay but seriously though this is a cool story um, it's like uh, excuse me that's a lot of money <laughs> yes so yeah this is the this is a, a Taiwanese man called Chen Sanyuan who has got a he's got his bike set up that he can have 11 smartphones playing Pokemon Go at the same time. Now, according to the article by the BBC, it says that he plans to add another four. So that's 15 uh, games of Pokemon Go on his bike. And he's now known as Uncle Pokemon. Uncle Pokemon. uh, Yep, in his local community. Step up your Um, game, Professor Oak. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you've got nothing. You've got nothing on Mr. Chen. Professor Oak's Taiwanese cousin. (laughs) Professor Oak, three-starter Pokemon. Well, what is this? Is it like to- Top Gear? So is it, yeah, he's not the professor, but he's the professor's Taiwanese cousin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on my beer. <laughs> I bet soon he will catch them all. Yeah, everyone. Was it, uh, it's like it's like everyone's always like, oh my god, Pokemon Go! It fucking drains my battery so badly. I can't even play the game for more than one hour. And he's like, hold my beer. <laughs> no, he's like, hold my phones. Kids these hold days. my phones. My bike is my battery. Your rack yeah, discipline. I mean, you see, you see, I consider, I consider laughing a bit more about this, but it's just the fact. It then, you know, so like you said, he mentions the very quick bit where it says he spends more than a thousand pounds or one thousand two hundred ninety US dollars. I'm going to assume on the habit, and then it comes down to it. It's, it's just like he says the game has helped him to make friends and to fend off Alzheimer's disease. I'm like. Oh, well, that's a bit depressing now. I mean, did, does he know that Alzheimer's is coming? Like, did he feel it encroaching? He's like, no, I must do something. It's a bit back, like Game of Thrones. Back you go. Dots is like, you're going to have Alzheimer's. Pikachu! I choose you! Oh, Jesus. Off yours, Alzheimer's. <laughs> it was super effective. Hey, I mean, look, he's, yeah, he's he's big in his community. He's, he's, he's well known. He does what he does. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about the fact that I got bankrupt if I have one phone. He's got 14 more than me. Oh, please. When I'm his age, I'm going to have 20 hooked up. 
Yeah, what does he do exactly? 14 smartphones, all those batteries, and he's, paying, he's paying, spending $1,300 a month on Pokemon Go. Well, what does he do I exactly? Bet, I, bet, I bet he's retired at the moment. He, yeah, in, his youth, in his view, youth, he earned a lot of money and he's just blasting them out right now on Pokemon. Maybe uh, maybe he hates all of his next of kin and he's trying to burn all of his like his state as quickly yeah. as possible <laughs> so that there'd be nothing left when when he passes away. And uh, and to my grandchildren, I give you my smartphone with four hundred Pokemon captured. Yeah, it's like my yeah, third they're... son's second daughter will get uh, smartphones uh, seven and six. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I do, I do love the fact that it says at the end, though, that the game has faced criticism, yeah, it has, with suggestions that Pokemon Go increases the risk of death or injury through distraction. Yeah, this was the point that when actually, when Pokemon Go first come out, they refused to put Pokestops in dual carriageways, and for good reason. Just picturing people just crossing a busy road with cars going by at 60 miles an hour. Yeah, it's like it's like Pokemon Go reduces your chances, or, or, or so rather, it increases your chances of dying in you know accidents uh in you know urban areas but apparently reduces your chances of dying of alzheimer's according to this guy yeah so oh, well, interesting I mean, trade-off yeah you take you take one for the other i mean i'd just love to see how he rides around on this bike and just having his phone just on or his bike just shudder violently because 11 phones have all gone off and vibrated at exactly the same time because hmm. he's got some uh, decent shock absorbers with that one grand he spends a month yeah, well, actually, yeah, it never says what he spends the... It says that he spends it on his habit. How much money does, he, does his bike cost, I wonder? Did he, like, even bother with a good bike? It's like, it's like I spend, you know, $15,000 on smartphones, but my bike costs $25 at a garage sale. Yeah, well, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's actually trading up. Well, to be fair, a lot of the stuff over there is cheaper, so <laughs> for the same True. amount of money over here, you could get a smartphone. Yeah. It's probably like, right, here's a grand, give me all the smartphones in the shop, and they go, oh, okay. Here, have them all. Yeah. Just, oh god, gotta buy them all. Yeah. Poképhone. <laughs> gotta buy them all, Poképhone. It's just all Samsung. And then a few iOS phones, just for, for, for good measure. <laughs> yeah, I'm just never gonna shake that, I'm not gonna shake that feeling out of it that I'm probably gonna get outdone in a game of Pokemon Go by a by a Taiwanese man with 15 phones on his bike. You they see me rolling, they hate it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Mm. I, don't even, I don't even know where we can go from there. I mean, we can have a look at this very, very quick last story about Destiny 2, for anyone who might be interested. <laughs> this might be the part yeah. where I bought. I haven't played Destiny in a long time. I beat the campaign and I'm like, ugh, I'm done. Yeah. I'm loving that this, this news piece that... that that Stefan had given me before the start of this states, and you know, from Kotaku UK that says, Bungie has shared a ton of new information about how progression and currencies will work in Destiny. And the news piece is, Bungie shared the information, check their blog. Oh, so it's basically just like a re... It's basically like the blog equivalent of a retweet? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it says tokens are going away. Couldn't be bothered like... writing our own review, so we put this one on instead. You know how we were like... The, how we started the news section off with uh, an article about how somebody just completely stole somebody's work and didn't give any citations. Is this the opposite of that? Is this the inverse <laughs> of that? This Where it's is like how you we just copy you, work all properly. you all you do is 
you know, all you do is give a citation and that's it. The citation is the, the article. <laughs> he said that at that point is basically a press statement, isn't it? It's just like, please, please check this news. We sacked our own reviewer. Please go to their site for more information. No, Kotaku's actually got a lot of people. You know. And so far, none of them have actually stole shit. So, you know. That we know of. That yeah. we know of. Perhaps we'll be you reporting know Kotaku right one now. day. Every Reddit person is looking through every single post cross-referencing with YouTube like, we will find one. We will shut this one down. I mean, I'm looking now because, you know, I've done what I've done. I've clicked through. I found this Bungie news piece that says what they're going to be doing with uh, Forsaken. Oh, look, the the changing weapon types. We already know that. Uh, There's going to be an endgame destination. Again. Yeah. You'll discover the dreaming city in Destiny 2 Forsaken. Cool. What about it? You're gonna have, have to, to buy the game. Do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna hype up a little bit just to let us know? No, we have like to a, buy the like game. A, it's like a non article. It's just like it's an article with no information in it. It's a farticle. Well this is worse, this is actually Bungie's blog that I've gone through to now. It's because the price tag is the hype. It's seventy yeah. quid, buy it. Ah, like, uh, yeah, uh, while we're at that point, um, quick correction on that. I said that Destiny 2 was going to be £69.75 on the Humble Store. I was wrong. It was £62.99, but still. £62? That's like uh, 1500 Canadian dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the exchange rate's not doing you well there, yeah? Yeah, uh, it's Canadian dollars still sucks. Quick update. Okay, good, good to know. Um, That's the financial uh, part of this podcast taken care of. Canada yep, still sucks. Yep, so for business news, if you please go to immaterialgamers.com slash business, you'll find an empty page, because like hell have I got the time for that. <laughs> oh, man. So we are actually running at 54 minutes on this recording, so I think that is time for us to well, wrap up. if you don't mind, I can take two more minutes to make it to 60. <laughs> you just, we'll just, we'll just say it for two minutes. Just well, vamp for a couple minutes. I've got, I've got, I've got yeah. two interesting um, news anyway. Kind of last minute. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, I had a thing. So too. it's Go more it. like, from my point of view, it's more hardware. Okay. Than actual game. So first of all, have you guys seen, noticed that there will be a new PlayStation 4 Pro version, which is limited only to fifty thousand pieces. It's, uh, yeah, is, it's is clear, the... like blue plastic, clear blue plastic, mm-hmm. so you can you can see the insides of it. Uh, this is this is the one to celebrate the like the 500 million yes, units. Exactly, and looks okay. However, not for me. It's I, I prefer either the jet black or uh, the red Spider-Man logo type on it. Oh god, do you remember that? With the, P- with the PlayStation 3 was basically the same font as Spider-Man. Yeah. And you could definitely tell it was Sony. My god, I never put it together, but now that you say that, I was like, oh my god, you're right. Yeah. And another news which I do have is... GeForce is going to have a conference this week where they probably will announce the new graphic cards. Oh, yeah. And they, what they're planning... To, well, what's the assumption is they're trying to get rid of GTX brand and rename it for RTX which basically will stand for ray tracking okay 
because ideally they're supposed to be the first graphic cards which can do ray tracking in real time so you don't have to wait hours to process the image for movies so that's yes. what I'm that's what I'm really looking forward to to have m even more realistic graphic in real time RTS yep, that's, that's copyright infringement well, get them <laughs> <laughs> we can debate we can debate on this next week yeah certainly have a look at that and yeah, see where we go because, like I say, that conference was that going to just run all through the week or they just no? There is one one day during the week. I don't remember the exact date right now. Uh, uh, I think it's yeah, either, by, it's by either this time next week. It should yeah, have been done there. Exactly. It's, I think it's Wednesday or Thursday. One of these two. Okay. No worries. I also had uh, one thing. It's the only news that I had actually written down. Uh, yeah. uh, I know that a bunch of us are Rooster Teeth fans uh you yep. you know various members of this group uh, uh ruby grim eclipse which is which was the first uh game released by rooster teeth games based on the uh web series ruby uh is getting yep. a major update apparently uh don't have a specific date for it yet i don't believe but um essentially they're coming out with a new horde mode map uh they're gonna have a new campaign mode uh, a new, an entirely new game mode that they haven't said anything specific about, uh, and uh, all of that is going to be free with an existing purchase that is valid prior to the DLC coming out. So anyone who has bought or plans to buy the game before the DLC comes out uh, will get that all of that content free. Sorted. I have to actually go back and play that again at some point because I did actually like sort of the the way they were going with it, this sort of four-player action RPG hack and slash. Yeah, I was thinking that maybe we could uh, pull together a, a team of four, or however big of a team we can get, and uh, maybe play it together once the DLC comes out. Yeah. Be fun. Definitely. have to go back on that one. And, uh, I'll say re replay it. And, uh, yeah, has anyone else got anything news-wise, before we wrap up again? I think that's it for today. Sorted. No worries. Well, I'm going to, you know, sort of wrap this podcast up with my own introduction because I cannot believe it, I forgot to introduce myself again. All right, well, you're going to have some editing to do then. Yeah, yeah, no, so that, that'd be great. So, yeah, uh, my name is Ryan, otherwise known as Not Him Again, and you have been listening to the Immaterial Gamers podcast which doesn't currently have a name yet name pending uh, that, well you know maybe i should actually just change it just call it the immaterial gamers podcast name pending actually you know the ig podcast shorter. yeah yeah but more, that will uh, have more gaming news games we're playing and immaterial gamers naming conventions next week so until then we will see you later bye 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 oh and matt's gone no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gone. <laughs>